Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are rising strong by overcoming disappointment and embracing resilience for a brighter tomorrow. Do you believe this is within your power? Can you simply stand against the feelings of disappointment, rewriting your today and tomorrow? The way forward starts with one step, but sometimes this can feel like a large leap of faith. How do you deal with disappointment? For some, it stops them in their tracks, and finding a way through it can be challenging. Developing the ability to handle disappointments can lead to a more optimistic outlook on life. It helps you focus on solutions rather than dwelling on problems, fostering a positive and forward-thinking mindset. I, for one, hate to be in a bad mood. And besides a good, blue, binge-worthy day in bed, I enjoy being upbeat. Because of this, I have the ability to quickly move to problem-solving. This may look like I don't have deep emotions or go through painful times, and that isn't true. But brooding and ruminating is a choice, and when you can't change the past, I don't see any reason to hang out there. As with everything, it seems to come down to shifting your perspective. Maggie Wool offers five proven ways to deal with disappointment found at BetterUp.com. We've all felt waves of disappointment when something doesn't go according to plan, whether it's canceling a wedding or missing out on a promotion you wanted. Learning how to deal with disappointment is just part of life. Resilience helps us overcome these challenging moments and find the strength to move on. Instead of letting our emotional well-being be impacted for months over unmet expectations, We can recover faster and find things to be grateful for in the present moment. So let's look at disappointment. What is the definition? Disappointment is feeling unhappy because someone or something was not as good as you'd hoped or expected. When we feel unhappy because of our hopes and expectations are unfulfilled, we experience a feeling of sadness or disappointment. But how does this relate to our emotions in general? You may already know about the six basic human emotions. Joy, anger, sadness, fear, surprise, and disgust. In the 1980s, Robert Pulchek presented his Wheel of Emotions theory. This added two more emotions, making eight essential emotions in pairs of opposites. His emotional will included joy, trust, fear, surprise, sadness, disgust, anger, anticipation. The wheel of emotions defines how human emotions cycle through each other and expand beyond these preliminary emotions into more refined or complex experiences. The results are emotional states like annoyance, boredom, aggressiveness, admiration, and awe. Disappointment is one such offshoot, a complex emotion that stems from sadness. 
It's when we feel when our expectations for the desired outcome are dashed. We all instantly recognize the feeling of being let down and the anger we might feel when something we thought we deserved didn't happen. Or the grief we experience when we miss out on an opportunity. That's the subjective experience of bitter disappointment. What are the causes of disappointment? Well, disappointment, like many other emotions, has evolutionary roots. In other words, we need these complex emotions to survive and grow. There are three main causes of disappointment. Number one, the arrival fallacy. This unique experience of disappointment occurs when we're so focused on achieving our goals that we forego the process. We overextend ourselves and we live with unhappiness every day. All of this is for the quiet promise that when we arrive, our destination makes the struggle worthwhile. If you're experiencing a rival fallacy, it's because there is an internal misalignment. What you thought would bring you positive emotions turned out to be unfulfilling. Number two, expectations of other people, places, things. The second cause of disappointment comes from the expectations we have around external factors. When an unrealistic expectation doesn't match the actual circumstances, we don't want to accept what happened. And if we have high expectations around a situation or outcome, we experience even more intense disappointment. And number three, childhood experiences. You may have experienced a traumatic event around a loss or disappointment during your childhood. From this, your psyche draws a negative conclusion about the circumstance. Positive thinking is not a habit you're familiar with. When you mature into adulthood and face a situation similar to the traumatic event in childhood, your mind automatically replays the earlier experience of loss and disappointment. But it's not an objective evaluation of the circumstances. It's a subjective experience. This discouragement you experience can quickly turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy unless you learn how to deal with it. And if you want to be a leader or even just navigate professional life with satisfaction and happiness, you will have to learn to regulate your emotions. Knowing the cause of your disappointment isn't enough to make it through. Those feelings can easily lead you to wallow, so you'll need some coping strategies to bounce back from life's negative situations. Here are five to help you deal with disappointment. Number one, let it out. Number two, get perspective. Number three, know your own heart. Number four, practice self-acceptance. And number five, don't let it fester. Now, let's dive a little deeper into each of these. Number one, let it out. Whether it's disappointment or anger, you need to feel it and let it out. A healthy way to achieve emotional health is to confide in your friends, family, or even a therapist. 
You could also channel this kind of tough emotion into a creative outlet. Try writing in a journal or doing something physical like taking a long run or walk. The point is to regulate your emotions and manage your negative thoughts by feeling whatever you're feeling and allowing it to pass. Research has shown that emotion suppression can hinder our personal growth. Without the ability to feel emotions and actively express them, you have trouble adapting to new and unfamiliar situations. Two, get perspective. When things go wrong, it's so easy to feel like it's the end of the world instead of seeing the bigger picture. Communication with loved ones about your disappointment can bring some much-needed clarity. When you get an outside perspective other than your own, you can begin to see things for what they really are rather than how you feel about them. Number three, know your own heart. Of course, you have to balance the external validation with your own inner wisdom. The problem with emotions like disappointment is that they can completely derail our visions of ourselves. We can start to doubt our abilities and feel like an imposter. Our sense of self can become skewed when too many disappointments stack up. That's why it's so important to know your own core values and principles before you embark on any goal. Better yet, do yourself a favor and examine your whys. Keeping these whys alive will help you get up and try again while keeping your self-worth intact. Number four, practice self-acceptance. Once you've checked in with yourself and your supporters, it's easier to accept where you are as the right starting point for a fresh start. Practicing self-acceptance means practicing positive self-talk and continually rooting yourself in the now. Eckhart Tolle calls this the power of now, a practice similar to meditation and mindfulness. Accepting the present moment allows you to acknowledge what is real. Like breath, disappointment comes and goes. So breathe into it and let it pass. Number five. Don't let it fester. The worst thing you can do is brood over negative experiences. Again, the variable here is time. You certainly don't have to bounce back from disappointment before you've done all the previous steps. But once you've given yourself some time to come to terms with your circumstances, it's time to begin again. Otherwise, disappointment could easily sour into anxiety, negative thinking, and resentment. Here's a question. Is feeling disappointed good for you? Well, yes and no. Not in the moment, but the actions you take after you experience major disappointment can completely transform the eventual outcome and help you make better decisions. Disappointment is less useful as an emotion and far more useful as a data point. When you experience disappointment, it tells you that something was off. Maybe it was the circumstances, the process, or your expectations. In other words, it's time to look for a different way. And the best place to do that is the place James Clear calls the Valley of Disappointment. If you persist with your actions in this valley, 
you can reach a breakthrough. Here's how it works. We set a goal or outcome we desire. We overestimate the good things that might happen when we first start a task leading to the realization of this goal. Simultaneously, we underestimate the negative things that might also happen. This is why the first part of any goal attainment can feel so treacherous. You're living in the valley of disappointment. But if we keep our expectations steady through time, the same things that disappointed us end up leading to a breakthrough. Just give it enough time and you'll see, disappointment may be the most important thing in reaching your goals. Simply feeling disappointed tells you three important things. Number one, it means you're passionate about something. Expectation is the root cause of all heartache, or so the saying goes. But the very fact that your expectations missed the reality of the outcomes means that you were brave enough to show up for something. Let me repeat that. The very fact that your expectations missed the reality of the outcomes means that you were brave enough to show up for something. Number two, it's an opportunity for growth. With the right mindset, you can grow through disappointments as long as you commit to getting back up and trying again. No matter what you thought you deserved, what happened is what you truly deserved. So, from this disappointment, you can start to align your expectations with reality. You can also tailor your decisions so that you avoid this particular kind of disappointment again. And number three, it can make you stronger. Disappointment that stems from childhood trauma can be debilitating. It can make us feel like we can't try new things because we might fail. But knowing how to handle disappointment can also be the starting point to getting stronger and more resilient. Researchers say the benefits of adversity include greater mental fortitude, increased emotional intelligence, clear thinking, a stronger stance against negative thinking. Make sense? Sometimes you need a helping hand in getting over a disappointment. You can have a wonderful support network, but it's still not enough. When this happens, you need to seek professional help. A mental health professional will talk you through your feelings and help you learn how to handle them. They'll teach you coping strategies that help you make sense of what you're feeling and put things into perspective. If you don't know what to do when you're disappointed, you're not alone. But knowing the signs of when you need to seek professional help is important. So let's cover some of those signs. You're experiencing difficulty regulating your emotions, emotional outbursts, feeling numb or overreacting to minor events are all signs of an inability to regulate what you're feeling. You're unable to focus on anything other than your feelings of disappointment The disappointment you feel is all-encompassing, and nothing else brings you joy or makes you feel alive and excited. You're unproductive and unmotivated. You lack the drive and motivation to make plans, complete your work, or even try new things. Your personal and work relationships are suffering. 
The people you love and work with are affected by your moods or lack of engagement. You no longer find joy in any of the activities you've always loved. Nothing you do makes you happy and you stop finding joy in your hobbies and other interests. Your sleeping or eating patterns are disrupted. Struggling to sleep or unhealthy sleep hygiene and a lack of appetite become an issue. Your physical health is suffering. You feel sick regularly, are plagued by headaches, or are simply overcome with physical exhaustion. You feel despondent about the future and that everything is hopeless. Why bother thinking about what's coming up next? It will only be another letdown. The signs won't look the same for everyone, but these are the most common indicators that you need professional help to sort through your emotions and cope with trauma. Your mental fitness is important, and you're allowed to feel all kinds of emotions, but you need to know when what you're feeling has crossed a boundary from healthy to unhealthy. When this happens, it's time to act. If you've recognized that you're not coping with your disappointment, you've taken the first step. You do not have to deal with your feelings of disappointment and languishing on your own. Mental health professionals are there to help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. They're trained to teach you how to cope and can create a recovery plan that suits your situation. You may not see results overnight, but you will see them over time. You'll also know what to do when you are disappointed in the future, so you don't get stuck in the same cycle of disillusionment. Disappointment is an inevitable part of life. It might uplift you, as a silver lining often does, to know that disappointments mean you're living life. And you may be exactly where you need to be, learning precisely what you need to grow. Ah, the expectation. Alexander Pope said, Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. You can devise all the plans in the world, but if you don't welcome spontaneity, you will just disappoint yourself. That came from Abigail Bittinger. Can you go with the flow? Really, think about it. Are you that kind of go-with-the-flow kind of person? Are you quick to recover from disappointment? Let's be honest with ourselves. Are you quick to recover from disappointment? What brings about the most disappointment for you? Would you say yourself or others? Going into a situation without any expectations is tough. Even if you say it to yourself. I have no expectations. It could go good. It could go bad. It doesn't matter. We all know deeper down, that's not really the way you feel. So how do you avoid that? Well, one of the ways that you can avoid major disappointment is to prepare for the inevitable. What if things don't go your way? How can you recover? Maybe by having a plan B, a C, or maybe even a plan D. Go into a situation always thinking that you're going to win, but having a backup plan can help you avoid some of those disappointing times. 
also let others in so everything doesn't hinge on you and your effort. Group effort, either physical or emotional. Don't take everything on yourself. Don't put everything on your shoulders. Invite people to help you. And you know what? You might have a great time. Build a deeper connection, get things done easier, and maybe even more successful. I have always thought of myself as a easy, go-with-the-flow kind of person. But when I step back and really look at my process, it's the exact opposite. I couldn't be further from an easygoing person (laughs) as anyone who makes lists, makes plans, has to have all the details, plans everything down to the moment, and is disappointed when it doesn't work out the way that I want it to. So I really need to listen to what I'm saying here. My husband has learned this about me, and he even does something kind of funny. Actually, it helps me out. When he relays a message, or maybe it's an event coming up that we were invited to, he knows that I'm going to ask many more detailed questions about what else to expect. And so instead of making that up, He'll give me the initial information and then followed up with, that's all the details I have at this time, (laughs) which of course is not acceptable by any means, but at least it stops me from drilling in and getting frustrated with the lack of information. So what do you need to do to squelch disappointment and reset expectations? You might have to try a few things out just to see what works best for you. And of course, if that doesn't work, just alter your approach and try it again. Disappointment, as we've just realized, is just a part of life. What we're trying to do here is not to avoid it altogether, but just to make those moments of disappointment more tolerable, quicker to get through and move on. Luca informs us that not having expectations is a trap found at mindfold.com. Are you disappointed when people don't act the way you want them to? Or are you scared that you'll fail at this particular thing that's super important to you? Some people would probably tell you that you should lower your expectations or better yet, completely ditch them. While this seems like sensible advice, there is a trap here that few people address. In fact, I would like to challenge the belief that not having expectations is the way to go. Some people say that expectations create fear, meaning when you have expectations, you're anxious that they won't be fulfilled. But is that really how it goes? What if the egg in this dilemma is not the expectation, but the fear? Before we answer this question, let us first investigate what it means to have no expectations. In the most direct way, not having expectations mean not expecting specific outcomes in any situation. But what it really means is not to be attached to any outcome. The desire behind this is to be free from letdowns and disappointments and hence to have more emotional freedom. In general, what you do is practice the art of non-attachment. Because to be truly free of expectations, you'll have to be free of strong emotions about the situation. 
There are few things you may experience when you have no expectations. You take responsibility for your life and your decisions. You become aware of what you want to do instead of what you should do. You are free of negative emotions about the subject. You live in the present moment. So, is it possible to have no expectations? You've probably been in a situation where someone told you to not have any expectations. And perhaps you were the one telling someone else to not have any as well. But telling someone not to have expectations is like telling someone not to think about a pink elephant. While you may be able to stop your conscious expectation machine, expectations are constantly formulated in your unconscious mind. Neuroscience confirms this by demonstrating that our unconscious functioning precedes conscious awareness by at least a half a second. The real question that comes up is, what is the cause of expectations? And can we alter or let go of that cause so expectations don't form? The answer to this lies in our emotions. If you have no strong emotional connection to an event, it seems that you have no expectations. For instance, if you have no interest in sports whatsoever, you probably don't have expectations about who's going to win the football match or who's going to win the bicycle race. On the other hand, if there is a situation that is important to you and maybe even influences the trajectory of your life, see if you can stop yourself from having expectations. Well, you might say, you can have no expectations. But I would argue that this is just your conscious level. Your unconscious mind has most definitely already created an expectation before you even had the chance to decide to have no expectations. confirm this for yourself the next time you're in an important situation where you believe you have no expectations observe your inner experience when the outcome arrives and what if the outcome is not conducive to the goal you want to achieve how do you feel if you experience negative emotions you can be sure you had expectations if not congratulations you really are free from expectations at least on that subject matter. So yes, you can be free of expectations, but not in the most direct sense. Rather, what it is, is two things. Not being attached to the outcome, having no fear of disappointment. I do want to emphasize here that there is no reason to feel bad about having expectations. It's human. You see, the reason why you want to be free from expectations is fear, the fear of disappointment. If you have no fear of disappointment, then you could swiftly let the situation go when it didn't play out to your liking. The common saying, don't have any expectations, can be a spiritual trap many people bite their teeth on. Because, let's be honest, we all have expectations all the time, and denying it would just be a way of bypassing our natural human tendencies. A better approach is to be mindful of your expectations, because in contrast to trying to not have any at all, being mindful of them 
seems much more approachable. When we're mindful of our expectations, we're also aware of the emotions they evoke. For instance, if our expectations evoke fear, we can work with that fear. And here lies the trick. Instead of forcefully trying not to have expectations, we acknowledge the underlying fear of disappointment. The way I see it is that fear is the seed of negative emotion from which all other negative emotions stem. Hence, when you surrender to that fear and let it go, you won't need to stop having expectations because there will be nothing around your expectations that is uncomfortable to you. In fact, all your expectations will be positive expectations. And because the emotional energy behind these expectations play a big role in their manifestation, your positive expectations will often be realized. You know what else is a trap? Perfectionism. How do you do your best but shoot for less than perfect? Isn't that a conundrum? I mean, we all have goals. We strive to hit them. We want to do our very, very best. But there's a fine line between that and expecting perfectionism. What drives you? How do you know when enough is enough? And do you know when to throw in the towel? Many of us have that all or nothing thinking. We're striving for perfectionism, which will never happen. So instead, we don't do anything at all. In the case of failure, we decide to hang it up and never try again. But you can modify and you can try again. Remember back to the drawing board? Don't you love these terms? Where did that stem from? Back to the drawing board means you can go back, rework your program, make some modifications on what failed, and try, try again. Side note, back to the drawing board first originated during World War II, most likely from the caption of a cartoon by Peter Arno in the New Yorker magazine. It pictured a man who held a set of blueprints and was watching an airplane explode. The variant is thought to come from a board game or street game where an unlucky throw of the dice or a marker sends the player back to the beginning of the course. It was popularized by British sportscasters in the 1930s when the printed radio program included a grid with numbered squares to help listeners follow the description of a soccer game. (laughs) Extra knowledge at no charge. So how can we just get to a point of acceptance? Is that hard? Well, Arlen Kunsik helps us understand how to embrace radical acceptance, found at verywellmind.com. So radical acceptance can be defined as the ability to accept situations that are outside of your control without judging them, which in turn reduces the suffering that's caused by them. Radical acceptance is based on the notion that suffering comes not directly from pain, but from one's attachment to pain. It has its roots in Buddhism and the psychological paradigm put forth by Carl Rogers that acceptance is the first step towards change. Some people have a hard time accepting situations because they feel as though acceptance is the same thing as being in agreement with what happened or saying that it's okay. In other cases, people don't want to acknowledge the pain that would come with acceptance. 
Whatever your reason for a lack of acceptance, know that these feelings are normal and many other people have felt the exact same way. That doesn't mean that it's impossible for you to feel differently or eventually get to a place of acceptance. It just will require practice and dedication. So here are some ways to practice radical acceptance. Number one, pay attention to what triggers resistance and notice when you can't accept something. Number two, remind yourself that in this moment, reality can't be changed. Number three, remind yourself that there are causes for this reality that are outside of your control. Number four, Think about what you would do if you were able to accept what happened and then do those things as though you had already accepted what happened. Number five, imagine what things would be like if you accepted the situation. Number six, use relaxation strategies, mindfulness practices, journaling, and self-reflection to understand your emotions. Number seven, Let yourself feel your emotions in a safe way. Number eight, observe how emotions resonate in your body. Is there any tightness, pain, or restriction? Number nine, accept that life can be worthwhile even when experiencing pain. And number 10, decide to commit to the practice of acceptance when you feel resistance coming up again. These steps can help you to stop thinking about how things could have been in order to live more in the present moment. Getting over disappointment can be a challenging but essential process for personal growth and well-being. So let's remember, acknowledge your feelings. Allow yourself to feel the disappointment rather than suppressing it. Recognize and validate your emotions. Get to a place of acceptance. Understand that disappointment is a natural part of life. Accept that things don't always go as planned, and that's okay to experience setbacks. You might need to shift your perspective. Try to see the bigger picture. Consider whether the situation will matter in the long run or whether there might be hidden opportunities or lessons for growth. Learn from the experience. Reflect on the disappointment and identify those lessons you can take away from it. If not, you've really missed a great opportunity. Use it as an important part of your emotional growth. Set realistic expectations. Evaluate whether your expectations were realistic. Adjusting them can help you prevent future disappointments. Talk about it. Share your feelings with a trusted friend, family member, or even a therapist. Sometimes expressing your emotions can provide relief and valuable insights. And sometimes just saying it out loud versus keeping it all in your head will bring it into perspective for yourself. Focus on what you can control. Concentrate on aspects of the situation that you have power over. Shifting your focus to actionable steps can empower you. Be kind. Be kind to yourself with self-compassion. Understand that everyone experiences disappointment and it doesn't define your worth or your abilities. 
take care of yourself. And you can do this both mentally and physically. Engage in activities that bring you joy and relaxation. And look forward. Instead of dwelling on the disappointment, focus on the future. Set new goals and make plans that align with your values and aspirations. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, learning to handle disappointments is not just about coping with the negative emotions that arise from setbacks. It's about developing a set of skills and attitudes that contribute to overall personal development and well-being. Learn more, loosen your grip, and let go. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear.